Welcome to Rap in Order, the interrogation of a hip-hop album, where we take some of the culture's most beloved hip-hop albums, put them on the stand, see if they stood the test of time. Now let's see who we got on the stand today. Welcome to another episode of Rap in Order. I'm First Class Reg. I'm Torian V. We're joined today by the man himself, Mr. Quincy. What up, y'all? Just keeping this streak going of not missing a Queen's album. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's yeah. right. <laughs> what you mean? It's calculated. It's not. I mean, point. it was, but not for this one. Yeah, yeah. Queen's album, man. Um, it is a Queen's money. album. Um, yeah. how, y'all, how y'all doing, man? I'm doing good, man. Um, we are, this is, well, while we're recording, t- today is the day of the Grammys. Mm-hmm. The Super Bowl is next weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, the Rock came back and stole uh, all the shine for Cody Rhodes. At, so we're potentially going to get The Rock versus Roman Reigns at WrestleMania now. God. Yeah. So nobody, I'm sorry. I don't, I don't want to see The Rock. But I'm, t- I'm tired of the, I'm just, I'm just tired of The Rock's ego. Oh, bro. <laughs> it's just, it's just too much for him. Dude, like bro. even he writes paragraphs for everything on Instagram all about himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's bro. crazy. It's to the point now where I'm just like, damn, like, all this time we thought Hogan was a real villain, man. It's been the Rock all along. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, he didn't he start as a villain. <laughs> I mean, uh, as oh, a heel, uh, the Rock, the heel? Nah, no, he, didn't. he didn't start as a heel, but he became one. As yeah. a, he kind of made nah, him but, one. Yeah, in the nation of domination. Yeah, but well, no, I'm not even saying that like in in wrestling terms. I'm talking about in real life. He's a fucking oh, villain. Oh, Dwayne, you talking? Yeah, I'm talking about Dwayne. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, Dwayne is, Dwayne is a shit person, bro. <laughs> That nigga, that nigga, yo, bro, he was was cast to play Shazam's villain and said, I don't want to be on screen with him. That's like part of the story. Yo, bro, think about that. He'll make make a great American president. Imagine Red Skull, Red Skull was going to move. He said, yeah, I don't need Captain America in this movie. Yeah, that's crazy. That's fucking wild. Um, What else has been going on? Um. For the most part, uh, you know, we got some new music that ha- has come out recently, right? So uh, I don't think that we talked about 21's new album that much since the last episode. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. mentioned, but like it had just dropped. We talk- yeah, we talked about it off camera a little bit. And um, yeah, how y'all feel about it? I think it's his best work. Okay. I agree. Yeah. yeah. I like it a lot. I listen to it a lot. Um, the- But the more I listen to it, I'm like, I think I am greater than I was. It's probably better, mm. but I think this album has like the sides of him that he wants to introduce to everyone. Like you know the R and B side, we already saw that kind of bubbling like with him doing IG lives. He'll like start singing, whatever. So it was cool for him to kind of merge that passion from '90s music into into today, uh, I think, and still uphold like I think the I'll shoot you image. I think that this is his best body of work. I think it feels the most personal. Um, I, you could definitely tell like the most work was put into it. And I think like him, you know, uh, getting closer with Drake definitely helps him elevate his game. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel like that is why, you know, it's, this is like his best, but like, it just is, is, it's kind of, we'll, we'll see. Time will tell. Cause it, I mean, it's fresh. Like it's not even, it's barely a month old. Right. Mm-hmm. But I, I think that it's, it's, it's going to go down as like his best project, even on like projects after this, I, I don't think it's going to get any better. I think this is his apex. 
You don't think it's going to get any better? I don't think so. I think this is as good as he can get. That's crazy. Don't doubt me. You never doubt 21. I told you that I sat right here in 2016 and I told y'all. Told you. You did. And I, and I, and I, don't, I don't agree with what Tony said. Only because I feel like he, he, he does like these concept kind of, you know, collabor- collaborative projects that I feel like he can, he can, he can do a lot more. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't saying that as a slight. I just think, you know, some people like, they hit their peak. Like, I mean, look, Pusha T's one of my favorite rappers, but I don't think Pusha T's going to get any better than he is. And I think that happened a while ago. But it's like, I enjoy it, and, it, and it's for me. Like, you get what I'm saying? I get what you're saying. Yeah. Like, I, yeah, like, I, get, so I, I, just, want, I just want to give you an example so don't, don't think that, that was a slight. No, yeah, yeah, I know I love Pusha T, but I don't think, I don't think he's going to reinvent the, the drug dealing wheel. Speaking but he, of, can, he can put a project together that may be his best project. Like, speaking of drug dealing, did y'all see Griselda? I saw the first Benny's. three episodes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I watched all of it. Um, and they le- they still left stuff out, like of her they story. They left a lot out. They left that whole um, what's that black man name? Charles. Uh, yeah, they le- they left that whole romance out with yeah. that. Yeah. Um, but that's the thing. I'm I'm telling you, man. That's the thing about miniseries. It's like, but it's crazy because it didn't have to be a miniseries. It could like yeah. it could have been a series. Like a yeah. Circle, a series. It really could have been a series. I don't know yeah. why they did it that way. I don't. Yeah. I, I, well, according to, according to our son, um, Michael Corleone, he's tight. He's pissed because apparently he pitched that that he pitched selling that movie to Netflix, and they, and they pretty much said no. They declined, mm-hmm. and then made the movie anyway. Yeah, but wow. this is something that I know. There's no script that hasn't been written in Hollywood about someone's life story, like somebody of that. Like so, so it's like sometimes there's uh, supposed to be another one coming out with J Lo. Yeah. So Wait, with J-Lo playing Griselda? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's one. Either, is, is one J? Yeah. And wasn't there, there was one with Captain Zeta-Jones that came out before. Yeah, well. a couple years ago. So in Hollywood, there's scripts about, like, and you and you think about that person, it's been written. Like right now, there's a Bernie Mac script being written and they're having a hard time because Bernie Mac kind of kind of lived a, a more like boring life, very private. Yeah, like, very private. He really wasn't friends with people in Hollywood. He mm-hmm. wasn't like a drinker. He wasn't like a drug abuser. And niggas was like going that. out after they do their show. Yeah. He would go home and be on the phone with his wife. Yeah, like legit. So like, it's kind of like like they're trying to find a way to like make. They really want to make a Bernie Mac movie, but but I say that to say that there's probably have there's probably like eight scripts about Griselda but her son was trying to sell one so I, I get like his son is like her son is like nah there's no way like this certain shit that he probably said but you gotta think about it like people been chronicling this woman's life so I'm not saying that's right I think that he should have the right to tell his mother's story yeah, yeah. but I'm just also saying that he probably spoke to them and they probably were just like yeah but we don't want you a part of you're too close to this mm-hmm. you won't be okay with us like showing this part about your mother's life or they could be like well I mean you wasn't born to the fucking 80s, nigga. Like, what about it's, the 70s? That's true. You know, it, it's different possibilities, but, like, that's, like, a thing. And, like, life rights. Like, I, like it's so crazy to me that, like, you cannot own your life rights. Yeah. Like, I, I, well, that you can, but you got to be on top of it. Like, you mm-hmm. just got to have a lawyer that checks everything. Yeah. Because if your life is as public as, as these people's is, then people just have the creative freedom to kind of just go pull away at it. Yeah. Like how they did with Mike Tyson. Yeah. So, you know, that's just one of the things. Um, But speaking, because I don't want to give too many spoilers. Of course, I've seen it. I'm pretty sure a lot of watchers haven't watched it. Speaking of Brazil, the Benny Butcher project. Mm-hmm. I like it a lot. Wow. 
Reza, you don't like it that much? Nah, I do. It's very underwhelming to me. Really? Mm-hmm. What do you think? It's not, it sounds like a Benny the Butcher project, but I'm like, for this to be his debut project on Def Jam, I was like. I love the beats. Uh, it's funny because I, I, I went to a Knicks game last year. I think it was a playoff game. I don't remember what game it was. Benny was there. <laughs> Benny was there and I seen him. He's like, yo, I was telling him how dope the. Um... Oh, you, you was courtside. You spoke to him. No, no, no. I saw him like I was uh, getting like concessions. He was getting some food. I was getting some food. Oh, actually, I think he told us the story. Yeah. yeah. In, the, was... in, the, in the rich nigga section. Because like, <laughs> no, that was in the regular concessions. It was in the 100s. It was in the 100s. We had a courtside. Um, I'm sure he can afford that. I can't, <laughs> but no, um, I was telling him like, yo, uh, the album that you did with Hitboy, fire, like when, when can we get some more of that? And he pulled out his phone and he, he went into like the Apple files and he just started showing me like, you should have, you should have snatched that mad, shit. <laughs> mad songs with Hitboy. He's like, so he had a lot, I think he had a lot of these songs for like over a year. You should have yeah. that shit from that um, man, bro. You I, I enjoyed it, man. Like I, I, Alchemist Beats. I thought the beat selection was was awesome. No, yeah, I didn't have a problem with the beat selection. And just Hit Boy and Alk, yeah. they, they both, he has his best work with them, arguably. So yeah. I could see why he wanted to tap into that feeling again. Mm-hmm. Um, I still feel like his best project is Bird on the Proof. Bird on the Proof? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, I, yeah. I think uh, Bird on the Proof, that second that mixtape. Four, the mixtape after years Tana ago. Talk 3. What was that? Tana Talk, well, the one with yeah, Black but, Thought on but it. Tana, yeah, okay. Tana Talk 3 is, is my one of my favorite Benny projects as well. Yeah, he has so many. This is, okay, let me ask you guys a question. Like, I'm veering off a little bit. Do you think that certain artists like kind of like hinder themselves when they put out so many like unofficial like projects that aren't their debut projects, but that then when they finally put out their major project, it's underwhelming? I don't think so. And not, not anymore. I think because that era has changed so much. Like we don't have official mixtapes anymore. Right. So like when they put out projects that are just one-offs, all it does is build the hype for the next project. So when their official debut comes out, I mean, it's going to hinder them regardless if it's bad, if it's bad or not, it's not hindering them based off the, um, anticipation from a mixtape because mixtape concept is kind of dated now. Okay, go ahead. I was going to just say, I agree with that. And I, I don't even think they even look at it like that. I think he's looking at this like like a lick. Like he was able to use yeah. the the fan base. Because he has a, a a touring fan base. Like he he has a solid core. So now he's going to the label like, yo, I want one point whatever mm-hmm. million. I want the bread. Y'all can invest in this. I don't think this is like a one-off project, no? Or is he signed to them for like a multiple album deal? I'm not. I'm not 100 sure. I know that Snoop Dogg was a part of it. Yeah, he got him the the, the, the money that he made. Yeah. yeah, but I just think that they look at it more like at least Benny more like a like a business decision. Like those albums, are albums, bro. Mm-hmm. Ten or two, that's an album. Man. Yeah, like it's he's touring albums. off of that shit and making making better off of it. So you know, it's not like an artist that makes that type of music is really gonna translate nationwide anyway. yeah like that's that that time it's is only over. a hindrance when the artists themselves put so much emphasis on the debut 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 yeah, like like true. chance like, oh. chance, and Benny, like Benny yeah, did too. chance did that and, they, and he shot himself in the foot because his official album was terrible and he did like a whole three-month rollout for it mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So, and then they spend more money. They get mm-hmm. bigger name producers. Benny didn't really do that. He got with the same guys that he was. He was always already rapping with. Yeah, he just had money to afford them both on one project. On one project. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, Red's underwhelming. Quincy thinks it was great. Uh, is what I and for me is what I expected. How about that? Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. There's a lot of stuff that happened in music, but I know we gotta get into this project. So let's talk about it. <laughs> I mean, it, all right. Because the girls are fighting. Oh, yeah. Mm. The girls are. All the girls are fighting. Like, not just, not just. The like, girls are fighting. So Nikki, Nikki and Megan are fighting. Ice Spice. And then Ice Spice and Lotto are fighting. And I don't even think Lotto knew she was in a beef with Ice Spice. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think Lotto ever knows she's in a beef with somebody. <laughs> like, like, Ice Spice just said that Lotto had her video playing in the background. I'm like, yo, how do you know that she purposely, strategically did that? That's what, oh, that's what Ice Spice said? Yeah. And there's also the backdrop of that Nikki thing, because Nikki and Lotto got an issue. Nikki Mm -hmm. and Ice Spice got a relationship. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel like I feel like Nikki (laughs) against Ice Spice, like bitch, you that bitch. Nikki and Ice Spice relationship is so forced to me, though. Like, cause (laughs) it's just it's just our it's just in the arsenal for Nikki to be like, see, I support these new bitches. Like, <laughs> see, I'm friends with Ice Spice. You don't like none of that. Nah, <laughs> yeah, she don't like oh, none of that. Like, the, the minute Ice Spice do something she don't like, she she's going to tear that thing yeah. up. You know, I think it's funny, though, because uh, when, when me and Sarah was talking about it, she was like, damn, I don't understand why Ice Spice don't don't like Lotto. They both look like Proctors. They probably related. Mm. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they both need sun. They yeah, both definitely. mad hell. <laughs> Definitely, but yeah, they yeah they look like they they related to uh, Whitley from uh, it's a different world, right? But, but I think um, do y'all think that Meg is going to or should respond? She will. She should. I feel like it, it ain't going to be like a whole song. It's going to be a bar on the album, man. Yeah, it, it's, That's she, what I would it's do. definitely going to be a bar, and it's definitely going to be in that cadence where, where Megan be just rapping fast. Yeah, she's not gonna cheat. Nikki already Nikki shot herself in the foot so much. Yeah. Throughout this whole process of this diss record, yeah. she's gonna be like, no, "This is where Meg... they snatching their wigs." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't think Meg. I don't think Meg need to say anything else. Um, but I did see somebody with. A, oh, it wasn't somebody. Azalea Banks has a theory that the beef between Nikki and Megan is over Jay Z. That basically, like Jay Z, like and Beyonce, distance themselves from Nikki, and because she's with a pedophile, and then like. You know, they they she was like they adopted Meek Mill, mm-hmm. who she says abused her, and now they have Megan as the new rapper girl, and like Nick and Nikki is jealous. Is that because she's not G- getting out of there? Yeah. And she said that. That's uh, mad sense. And she yeah, and she said that basically to a lot of young women in, in hip hop, Jay Z is like Daddy Warbucks. Like he is like the guy that like makes sure like like everybody looks at what he did for Rihanna, and they're like, I want that for me. I mm-hmm. see what he did for her. <laughs> um. He just and Hove spoke out and basically co-signed uh, Doja Cat too, recently, because mm-hmm. he um heard her verse on that Book of Clarence soundtrack. Yeah, it was great. Amazing. Did, Did you hear that show? I didn't hear that. Yeah, the one on good. Book of Clarence is like that's like her monster verse. That's a really, really good yeah. verse. Yeah. Yeah, you know she's all about the angels and demons right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a really really good verse. Yeah. But anyway, let's get into let's it. Let's get into this album. Jeffrey so, Atkins. And yes, <laughs> right on that, right? So the artist that we're doing today, pause, the artist's album that we're going to focus on is The Last Temptation, and it's by Ja Rule. It was released November 19th, 2002. Um, this was his fourth album. 
And it was led by three singles, Thug Lovin', Mesmerize, and Rain. The album sold 237,000 units in the first week. Mesmerize was the most successful from the album, even making it to number two on Billboard's Hot 100. Despite the success, the song made the list of Blender's 50 worst songs ever that year. Last Temptation. I miss Blender Magazine, right? I should buy that shit faithfully. Yeah, I did too. The Last Temptation and Maxim. Uh, The Last Temptation is rule is, uh, oh, it's its highest album to date, highest selling album to date, despite, you know, not having the, um, wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, the the hits that um, Pain is Love or Rule 336 had. Um, coming off What's Love, I'm Real Remix, Irvin Ja leaned into the whole melodic formula more. And um, this was the year of Ashanti, you could say. This was 2002. Um, her debut was also that year. So it was a lot of big things happening for, for Murder, Inc. at this time. Um, but then also... Curtis was coming out in uh, 2003. So they already had their beef brewing. And I think this album, as we'll get into, was kind of the lead into um, knocking Rule off his grid a little bit. Okay. Um, 2002, I had just moved to Atlanta to, to finish high school. So I was in 11th grade. So this project, um, I'm be honest with y'all, I only listened to this project one time when I was in high school. Right. Um, because like I went down, I moved down to Atlanta and I was becoming like immersed in what was going on of the times down there. So like, you know, I was really getting into like T.I. Um, Gucci Man Jesus wasn't even out yet. Like mm. it was it was like T.I. Upon across the little John mixtapes. Dipset was heavy at that time. Like, so that's what I was really like into like locally and shit like that, because Ja Rule was becoming such a pop star and not in a slight, but like he was he was crossing over so much. I was just like, you know, I just can't, you know. I, I can't. Mm-hmm. So I just remember like significantly on um, the first time I saw uh, the video with him and Bobby Brown and I thought it was fake. I thought it was like a, a spoof. Cause I was just like, yo, what the fuck is Bobby Brown doing? And then like, I was like, oh, this is a real song. And I was like, oh, this is dope. Like, okay. I, I know this sample and everything like that. But this project for me was just like significant because I only listened to it one time, but I remember listening to it and me saying like, damn, I think it's a rap for Ja Rule, but not realizing all of the things all the events that was coming afterwards. Mm-hmm. I was just saying, like, you know, some rappers, the, and their run just ends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what I said to myself. I was like, yes. Because I've never fully enjoyed a full J- Ja Rule album. He always has hit songs. Yeah, right? he always has. But then you listen right. to the album, and there's no substance on the project. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, okay. like, I felt, I, it feels like Ja Rule is like a manufactured person. Mm. like I, i'm not being funny uh, i really think that like i don't i'm not saying like he's like fake because obviously people know him from hollis and shit like that but like he was raised Jehovah's witness and then as a teenager he started with belly but i don't think that like the the reason why a lot of his music doesn't um his music don't connect i'm sorry i'm going on a deep dive but i'm just telling <laughs> oh, no, you what yeah, I, what no, I, i'm just telling I'm just, I'm just telling you why like a, te- right a, now. a, a teenage mm-hmm. torian didn't connect with him like if you all right, he has this great voice, right? He's never he's never like I can't say I heard on on a feature that he's had a bad verse on a feature, mm-hmm. right? Uh, I also think that he had the look. He has like this this energy about him, right? Everything that makes a rap superstar. But then again, you listen to his music outside of like his pop songs that are supposed to kind of be 
about nothing because they're mm-hmm. pop songs. Mm-hmm. When you listen to his albums, ain't much there. Not ain't much there, bro. Yeah. It's a it's like his albums are blonde bimbo albums. Like it's, this, like, it's an airhead. Yeah, his albums. His albums are like very much built off the singles and the same after the singles. It's just like, all right, I got you out here. Yeah. But, there's no substance, like there's no, there's no soul in his project, and it's weird because it's like, it's like it's just performative, because you watch to put it on me video, he's in the shower crying and shit, like he was like, damn, this nigga's passionate, but then you listen to his album, <laughs> <laughs> damn, I'm sorry, like I, I, nice I actually day. fuck with Ja, and like like I said again, Ja Rule is one of one of the few rappers that have held his own Jay Z and DMX on many occasions. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, he's a talented rapper, but I'm just saying that he comes off a bit soulless when he makes his projects. It seems like an empty vessel. Like, he's just told what to rap about. And he, because he is a capable and very good rapper, he can get it done. I don't think, so I don't think he's told what to rap about. I think he's, um, I think he has a real talent for what he knows people are going to gravitate to. Okay. So, like, that instance, he was able to capture that in like the early 2000s and i think that was that was really big for him in the time because it was so it was kind of left of like what was happening so it was like he was able to stand out with that and um and they they just leaned into it a lot more than they probably should have and it got too the formula just just dried out because they overdid it and before one last thing I realized the problem for me is that because I know how he started standing next to Jay-Z and DMX and then basically like he, him taking the route of like what will be said is like a Nelly or a Flo Rider, Like it's kind of like, what the fuck? <clears throat> yeah. Like, because then, you know, we know what came afterwards and, and 50 Cent definitely took his formula, mm-hmm. right? Definitely took it. But 50 Cent still kept that, still kept a, a, a certain kind of edge about him. And we also know that, like, because 50 Cent's such a good songwriter, a lot of truths were put into his songs. Mm-hmm. His story, his he life. just has a better his yeah, story. Yeah, well, is 50, amazing. yeah, 50 mm-hmm. story is incredible. <laughs> yeah. All right. I just want to say that. I'm sorry. I talked a lot. I was wrong with it. I'm sorry. But also, no, no, it's cool. 50 has a story. Yeah. Yeah. Has a story. Yeah. I was just, I just wanted to shoot Joss and Bell. You know, he's <laughs> from Hollis, you know. Shout out to Gabby's Pizza. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like that was kind of the error for that. Like, I feel like Nori was doing that at the same time, like two, two big singles and not much else. Like on his, now I'm not talking about N-O-R-E, I'm talking about after that. Like, Grimey? That whole, yeah, that whole Grimey, era. Grimey, Grimey was 2001, 2000, yeah. Grimey the albums was... weren't, there wasn't much there. It yeah, was yeah. singles and the albums were just okay. Um, I, I feel, I feel that way about, some Nelly projects. Oh yeah, Nelly definitely. Nelly, like it, a lot. That was what was, that was the thing. Like yo, the Irv was probably pushing that. Yo, we got three hits here, and put it out. Fuck it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, well, we had just got Blueprint, right? And, and, and then yeah. we still had we like still right, mad at. We are still mad at. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Look at shit. I just, uh, <laughs> like DMX's Great Depression was. The great there was it Grand Champ or Great Depression. Grand Champ wasn't wasn't Great. Grand Champ was his fifth album. That was his fifth. So was was it the Great Depression then that came out in O two? When was and then and then there was X. Or was it and then there was X? I think. And then uh, then there was X. X Let me give it to you. What album is that? I don't know. Look up. Look up. Um, I just like what I'm saying is is that. 
a lot of the, the projects that I like gravitated towards mm-hmm. were rappers. And I'll say this, uh, after like listening to the Dynasty album, see how introspective Jay got, it made me want rappers Great to... Depression. The Great Depression. The Great Depression. Okay, so I was right. Okay, I was... Grand Champ was 20, 2003. Okay, I'm just like, I, I vividly remember, I have a, a decent memory uh, when it comes to like high school. And like there's certain albums in high school that I listen to where like, I really like locked in and Ja Rule just wasn't doing that. Like he mm-hmm. wasn't like, you know, yeah. all I'm saying is it's just that like Ja Rule doesn't seem like a, a, like a very authentic person when it comes to making music. He seems like a very talented person. And there's, that's a huge difference. Mm-hmm. Did we probably got to do the thing? Oh yeah, probably. The camera. Give me a second, sir. Close your light. Make sure my camera light. Yeah, man. <laughs> nah, but you cook good, boy. My man was just roasted Jaya. I was laughing because I was thinking about if we almost got in a fight with John Rowe at Greenhouse. For real? Yeah. Tell a story, man. nigga. Nah, I'm not telling that story. Why not? Nah. All right, I'm going to tell him what I remember. Nigga, you brought it up. Quissy, <laughs> Quissy. So back in my days when I was a club promoter for Burn It Down Group, <laughs> shout out to Alvon in Charlotte. I love y'all daily. Uh, we met Quincy by, I met Quincy because Alvon hired them because, um, Quincy and his friends, um, had a, a electric hookah company called Captain Hookah. And it was really dope because they would take actual like liquor bottles and turn them into hookah, but it was electric. So it was actually healthier and like less like, you know, it, like, I guess it, it, it was like, it was permitted because they, they didn't accept coal and green Right. They didn't accept mm. coal. It was permitted. And it was a lot. And it's not as addictive, I would assume. Right. Long story short, one night Ja Rule came in and Ja Rule assumed that the hookah was included with his bottles. Yeah. <laughs> with that being the case, Ja Rule, like, they asked Ja Rule to pay and he looked at them like like they had, like each of them had extra heads attached to their bodies. <laughs> and then after like he got mad about it, proceeded to say that they hookah wasn't good. He said that hookah sucked. And am I right? Am I am I remembering this correctly? Yeah. Like he basically tried to say like, well, well, well y'all, y'all ain't shit anyway. After like, and and basically he was like, he's not paying us to go talk to the management and get get it from them. And right. He was like, nah, man, you got to pay us. We're you a separate entity. But yeah. shout out to ja Rule. That, that, <laughs> it was funny though because that happened a lot with them because people will come and because of other venues that just you know offer hookah and bottles and shit like that. They assume that and like nobody would ever like decipher it and like want to make a difference. And I remember one time talking to Barry about it. <laughs> like, yo, you know, we keep having these problems. And Barry's like, listen, man, it's not my problem. These guys just need to pay. If they don't pay, we should just make them leave. I'm like, Barry, like, but who's going to tell who's who's going to tell <laughs> Barry's the owner? To leave. Yeah, like who's going <laughs> to tell like some of these people to leave? And he was like, he was like, I know, man, it sucks, man. <laughs> and, like, and that's what he had to say about it. Hey, man, it is what it is, but yeah. Shout to, <laughs> shout to Jeffrey. <laughs> shout to Ja. That's crazy. Um, okay, so for this album, I kind of even like the intro. I just kind of oh, absolutely applying that pressure. Like you know, you could tell he feeling the heat. Like, mm-hmm. and let's get back to the fact that 2002 was just so happened to be, I think the best rapper of that year was probably Eminem. Oh yeah, most likely, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Eight Mile soundtrack was that year. The beef with Murder Inc. was heavy. Um, no, it wasn't. It, not it, yet. Was, it was well, not yet, not yet. Yeah, it well, was I on think the rise. All we had was but, what life's on like the the street fifty stuff. I smell, yeah, we had, I, I smell, smell pussy. pussy. Yeah, yeah life's on. But um, 
three months out, yeah, three months after this album, everything hit the wall. Everything says. Yeah, everything. Um, and this was kind of the prelude to that, right? Because Ja, you could tell he's feeling the heat a little bit with this intro. He's just like, yo, nah, y'all niggas, he was talking his shit a little bit. Yeah. But then he gets to what he knows best, which is the hits. Mm-hmm. Goes on a thug loving, you know, with Bobby Brown. He said, did y'all see how he said that um, he recruited Bobby for this? He said he was watching a thin line between love and hate. Oh, what? And then there was a, um, there was a sample. Man. There was a Stevie Wonder song that came on. Oh, yeah, it's Tevin Campbell. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. like, um, when that came on that's crazy. and then he saw Bobby Brown, he was like, yo, nah, I need to work with Oh, Bobby. my God. That's a fire story, yeah. bro. You say he, he needs Cause, to work Because I, I, I watched that, that, that movie mm-hmm. um, and I'm like, yo, that's a Stevie Wonder song. Like, yeah. Because that's Te- Tevin Campbell singing as a cover of a mm-hmm. Stevie Wonder song. The fact that he put it together like that is He literally, fine. that's literally that's what he did. That's yeah. Dope. Um, yeah. But Thug Lovin', I always liked the song, man. I mean, BT had a program for, I don't know if we have, like, the JMZ viewers. Well, BT, <laughs> they had a program called Access Granted, and Access Granted gave you access to rappers making music videos, um, and it would give us a behind-the-scenes take of everything coming to fruition. And I, I just remember that shit being legendary. Them trying to get the helicopter, them when they landing it, Bobby hopping out, doing the fucking kick. Crazy. The lights, the lights in the in the street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's crazy. Um, Bobby dancing in the street. Yeah. It was it was dope, man. It it was a dope. I and and like Torian said, like a lot of it didn't feel real. It didn't feel like it was a real song. But and it, it kind of became a thing of legend too. Cause I think in a moment people didn't really appreciate the song, but now it's a hit. Like if yeah. it comes on, I don't think it really comes on. But if it does come on, niggas will respect it. People also gotta remember at this time, like this was when like being Bob, be, being Bobby Brown or what was Whitney and Bobby being Whitney and Bobby Brown was like on television, and mm-hmm. like they like they were like one of the early reality shows mm-hmm. that was actually a real reality show. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. That's my neighbors. So uh, <laughs> just at that time, like they uh, like they, there was no editing or like producers like creating the scenes people yeah. probably started doing that because of this show right but like yeah like that was like a big deal or whatever like that mm-hmm. like bobby was like getting duis and shit but you know bobby was still young at that time so he was able to do high kicks and shit yeah and and let's not forget to mention i mean did... no oh no, okay. not super. oh because they, they both was you know yeah that's true corinne yeah but before before like viral was viral, like you know, Bobby Brown's jaw became like a punchline. Yeah, it was a thing from mm-hmm. this video. From this video. From this video, it was he, he was doing like the you know the cocaine jaw. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's dead. Not what it's for. What do you mean? When they say Bobby Brown jaw, that's what they're talking about. No, I know, but that's not. But that's not why Bobby Brown has the jaw like that. Oh no, it's not. But I'm that's sure it's not. What but, they used but that, to that, like Banks. Yeah, I know. Said the line. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. But what was it? He's curious. He was taught um Bad shit. Cover. I forget what it was, but I know he had didn't have to do did they have a toothache and like he didn't t- get it taken care of. Yes, shit yeah, like that? yeah. That's what it was in the book. He talked yeah, about that. He talked okay. about it. Got it. Like yeah, there was something that happened. Yeah, like with his tooth and like, he, like at that time, like you know, he was like a rich addict, yeah, <laughs> and he just fucking... didn't do what he was supposed to do, and like it permanently ruined his jaw. Damn. Yeah. At the same time, he was. I, I'm sure Coke has something to do with it. <laughs> yeah, Coke is involved, <laughs> yeah. but it's not Coke from. It's not, but because like you get, you get what maybe, I'm saying. Maybe you created mm-hmm. negligence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> On a drug um, binge. But okay, of of Jaru's uh, 
single like hit singles where would you like i'm not like you don't have to do a deep dive but where would you would you rate this like high or like low as far as like his like um singles living it up is way better than this yes um put it on me is better than this. yeah i cry is better than this this is better than between me and you this is better than between yeah, me this and you. Like better than, than, yeah, this is better yeah. than between me and you. What about Rainy like, Days? Yes, I don't Ooh, like that song. so crazy. <laughs> I don't like that song. Uh, I love I loved Auntie Aram El Mary era. I think Mary's sexy, sexy, uh cool good Mary J. Blige was cool, but she seemed rude. Auntie <laughs> Mary seemed like she would give you a hug. <laughs> <laughs> um Cam, I don't know. This is better than you think. Yeah, this is better than Holla Holla. Holla Holla. I like Holla Holla. I like Holla Holla. Okay. Well, Can I Get It is supposed to be his song. What about that? No. Nah. Can I Get It is better. Yeah. yeah. Can I Get It? Yeah. All right. So this is like lower tier. Yeah, lower tier. it is. Okay, cool. It I just, is. I just it's still a hit, though. Yeah. It is a hit. It is a hit. Um, One of his other hits on here that I never personally liked was Mesmerize. Mesmerize follows up after Thug Lovin'. I just always thought it was corny. Oh man, this is like the definition of a commercial. It's so commercial. It's, it's yeah. gross. Yeah, and it's crazy because like what Irv Gotti was doing was like a watered out version of what the Hitman did. Yeah, he was basically just taking taking certain songs that were like you know already popular songs on the radio, and like recreating them. And like Ja Rule has such like a unique voice that I feel like he hasn't really tapped into yet. I don't think Ja Rule really tapped into like what he can do with his voice for other for like working with other artists and stuff, like. So, you know, Irv Gotti is at the peak of his powers, and ecstasy is what fueled it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cause it was no, it was it was a perfect marriage, like like with the Ashanti project. Mm-hmm. Like he was doing it very well on there, but this is not. Yo, bro, like saying that ja Rule was like an untrained Teddy Pendergrass. That's crazy. Yeah, I, I love when Ja does the the, the crooning. Like, I, yeah, I, it's I, cool. I, that's what I was saying off mic. I was saying I felt like. I feel like, I don't know if he was trying to prove something, but like he he should have stuck with that. Like stick stick with what you what you're good at. Yeah, because he, he tried to like it became it became a punchline. So I think exactly like, like it, it, since it became a punchline, it kind of became difficult to uh, it became difficult to wanna to wanna do something like that, you know. And I and I get that. Like that's just like um you know somebody making fun of like crisscross wearing backwards clothes after a certain time yeah do do y'all think he wanted to try the shit but he kind of just pigeonholed himself uh yeah and i I think he's very dependent on like because he's so loyal he's very dependent on earth god so i think that a lot of things like he just won't do without earth like he has like and it's cool like they they came up together and earth believed in him so i I understand it and he how much money he made with Irv. Yeah. But I think that Irv held him back a lot. Like yeah. and and I think his arrogance, like he's just an arrogant dude. Like, like, I mean, he basically turned out fast and furious. He could have been a part of the family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ludo was talking about that or Drink Chips. I was watching that yesterday. Yeah, man. Jaru could have been in the family. Yeah. I bet you he's kicking himself now. Now now we got Ludacris. I'm saying, like, I'm just saying, like who like it's the family. It's kind of crazy that he turned that down. Um It's the family. But okay, so this next song, Pop Nigga, and it's produced by the Neptunes, made me realize I had never heard Ja Rule and the Neptunes together. Yeah. This song's terrible. This song is, yeah, this song is not <laughs> very good. Like, I feel like Pharrell, like, literally was like, hey, man, 
Hey man, we on the chart. Like 2002 was big for Neptunes. Yeah, bro. Yeah. Like, he gave him like the the, the worst of the worst of the yeah, batch. Bro. Yeah, bro. Like, he gave him like the worst of the other 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 batch. I don't even That's think crazy. at this at this time frame that uh, Neptunes were making beats specifically for people. They just had a whole pack. Yeah, and they would just reach just in and just be like, "Yo." Yeah. I just think that was a waste. Like, it because also like the Neptunes were charging a ridiculous amount of money. So you mean to tell me, Ja Rule, that <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, you you were using it because, you know, like, they told a story about how, like, they used to get money from Leo Cohen at Def Jam and shit like that. So I'm mm-hmm. just like, you wasted the, the, some of this album's budget on this mm-hmm. beat? Mm-hmm. Of all the, like, what? Why would a Neptune's track not be your lead single, you dickhead? It, yeah. se- it seemed like they they probably weren't in the studio together. No, they he, weren't. Yeah, you yeah, probably just, weren't. Yeah, he just got the beat and made a song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> um, yeah. And then that leads into, like, this was the talk of the town at that time, man. The pledge, yeah, featuring featuring Nas and Ashanti. Um, you know, sample. The sample's pretty, pretty prevalent, right? So um, by by, mm-hmm. by Tupac Amaru Shakur. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, man. Um, I think Jarrell nice was out shit. of his out of his Evelyn mind during this time period. Like <laughs> him saying that he him and him and Tupac would probably ride together and shit like that. And it's like my nigga, when what like what what. What do you, what makes you think that Tupac would like you? Like yeah. it's just crazy. Like that's some like real arrogant shit. I'm gonna shoot Jaru with some bell here. That was a that was a snoop diss. And and he was right because what he was saying, what he was trying to say was he said it on his trick ass nigga with curls. He was talking about DMX and he was talking about Snoop and right. Snoop and Pac fell out before he passed right. away. So that's why he said the line. Bitch he, dog, get yeah, at me, dog. Exactly. Yeah. He was saying basically like if Pac was here. I'm not fucking with you, and he wouldn't be fucking with you. So I, got, I didn't know that John yeah. and Snoop had beef. Yeah, I think that I don't know where that started. I think it might have been that whole Dr. Dre, Busta Rhymes, like they was all dismerting. Yeah, it was bad. That was weird. Like so, because I know that like they were getting close with Sugar at that time. Exactly. Oh, that's probably why. Oh yeah, because we'll, we'll get into it. But Death Row's on this album. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But like, okay, that's the, like you just taught me something. You know, I'm yeah. a historian. I didn't know that like he had smoked for Snoop. Yep. But yeah, like that, that was like, you want to know what? I fully understand why Jay-Z, like, won't even fucking be in the same room as Jaru. We went embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, so I ain't going hard on that. <laughs> I'm not. I'm just saying, like, think about a lot of the shit. Nah, like, think, like, think about a lot of shit that Jaru has done over the years. Like, because you got to, like, like, Jay-Z, to an extent, is like a loyal person. To to an extent. Like, I like, I get it. Like, Jay-Z kicks things to the curb. But think about all the corny shit Jaru has done, Right? Like, he always had, like, a soul spot for Irv Gotti because Irv Gotti was there, like, early in his career, mm-hmm. right? But, like, with John, he was like, yo, I don't got to fuck with you. Irv, I'll, I'll shoot you some bail because, like, you was, like, there. Like, you, like, if, if you, it wasn't for you par- partially, I wouldn't even have this career. So he he always gives Irv, like, a pass. Yeah, he does. But John, he's like, nigga, I don't got to fuck with you. Fucking cornball, right? <laughs> Yeah, he don't really he don't really be in spots with job. Well, they took that one photo. Yeah, that one put, that one photo of playing pool and shit like that. And you can tell like that shit was like fucking scripted. They was just like, listen, Jay, please just just do it. John's gonna call him DMX. Yeah, 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 the X wanted to play. He wanted to play Jay and Pool because he was like, I need to get some money out you guys. <laughs> but yeah, like I all I'm saying is is yo, man, like what the fuck, bro? And this is and I and I feel like after they recorded this, this was when that that conversation happened. Oh yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, let's you, you gotta talk what about conversation. 
the conversation with with Nas, where, where Irv told Nas like, "Yo, let's go to Baltimore. <laughs> let's let's get the whole murder ink. Let's let's, let's get a, a a bus, put the album on the side, and just drive through the hood." And what he say like with bags of money? Is he yeah. saying some ignorant shit? Yeah, and Nas was like, "Yo, we, but what if we die?" And then Jar- <laughs> and then Jarul and then Jarul took a pull. Uh, the blunt and says, "So we die, we die together. We, we, we die, be modest. Oh, yeah, that's one. That's one. That's one. Changed his number. Changed his number and went to Africa. And, and Steve, and Steve <laughs> Stout told him, he was like, why the fuck would you tell Nas some shit like that? Nas, you want to record his albums and just go on vacation yeah, in Africa?' That nigga Nas was like, all right, y'all niggas, <laughs> y'all got it. That's uh, it's that's pretty, not what I it's want. It's fucking stupid though. Like, I would, of course, Nas it's stupid. Is smart, but mm-hmm. no, like it, it, you don't be like you don't got to be smart to know that was stupid. I'm sorry, <laughs> like you don't even have to. You don't have to be smart to know, like yo, bro, that's wild. Yeah, and even even just I don't even know why Irv would jeopardize his relationship with whole. That's yeah. And that's, do something like that's this. a whole another aspect because he was power hungry. He was like, and he was on drugs, so this was drug fuel. But like, I think that Irv Gotti. Just felt like invincible and felt like, yo, I want to do everything. I'm going to have the biggest, strongest label. Obviously, also, he was competing with Dane mm-hmm. and he wanted the biggest, strongest label, but that's also like cloud behavior. And I think that's why, like, Irv Gotti don't really, you know, get like the full. You want to know what? Irv Gotti and Ja Rule are the guys who, uh, they're cool and they, and they, and like people like them, but like sometimes, like, they always got to make sure. Like that, people know like that they're doing something, no matter yeah. what. And oh yeah, like sometimes they drive it home a little bit too. That's far like away. some like yeah. some like you wouldn't say that's like some Diddy shit. It's different, or that they're part of something. Yeah. Diddy is like you got to know that I'm part that I was part of it. Well, usually I don't. Uh, D- Diddy is like the master promoter, but like it works for him. Jairun and and Ergotti, it don't work for them. Like they're all, all three are obnoxious, mm-hmm. obnoxious, right? <laughs> but with Diddy, like for some reason, I think we accepted that it's a part of Diddy's brand, but we didn't accept that it's a part of Jairun or Ergotti. Yeah, yeah. So when Diddy's promoting something, we know he's the promoter man. Like this is what he does. This is his thing. Mm-hmm. But Ergotti and Jairun do it. It's like, yo, what is wrong? Like stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we don't like. I don't think that people like. I mean, obviously, some people get mad at Puff, but like, I think that. For the most part, like we know that like, all right, he's like Puff is like selling like like you don't know what it is? Puff's endeavors are usually success were in the past successful. Everything that he promoted, from clothing to fashion to uh uh restaurants. Alcohol. Alcohol. Yeah. Like it, it was successful. So it was like, okay, he's proven himself, like he's done these things. But with Earth Guardian and Jai, the only thing that I know them to be successful at is music. That's that's true. They had the clothing around Irving Jeffrey and went nowhere. Yeah, I had like all that free shit because like they like you literally they they were literally giving that shit away. So I had mad free Irving Jeffrey shit when I was like, like. But as, as far as um the the pledge, um you know this was I thought it was Nas like trying to find a crew because the whole Rockefeller was kind of riding on him, um and he was just fighting up for Dolo. Mm-hmm. So he's like, I'm gonna try to align with these guys. Then when that happened, he was like, nah, I'm out of here. Yeah. I don't even think it was that. I think that like he was trying to get out of his label situation. And Irv Gotti was selling him a, a selling him a dream, a dream. that it's... that he could help him get out of it. And um, I think Steve Stout thought it was good business as well, which also is very questionable. Like it's so weird to me. Stout, the house Stout like, and apparently Stout and Jay Z are like fifth cousins or some crazy shit. Like, and it's crazy to me that. Like Irv was, I think Irv was either he was there when Nas made Ether or he heard it before it came out. And then he produced Super Ugly. 
And yeah. then he signed Nas. Like, yeah. this is the shadiest shit I've ever seen. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 like, yeah. I don't know what's going on. Like, I, I really don't get it. That's why I'm like... <laughs> it, it, it must be the drugs. It must the timeline. Yeah, the timeline is crazy, too. Yeah. For that to happen back to back. Yeah, bro. Um, no, no, no. What else is after Let's that? Let's see. Oh, Murder, Murder Reigns. Reigns. Murder Reigns is fire. Fire. Yeah, I like Rick <laughs> that, Um, That uh, Africa sample yeah. by, uh, by Toto. Love that song. Um, did y'all do y'all remember the video for this? No, no. I just so in the video. So the video for this, I remember specifically because I used to really like it. Because at the time, if you guys remember, they were facing a lot of charges, right? Mm -hmm. Um, with the you know with everything going on, so they kind of did a reenactment of them going to court and everything like that. And then they had an FBI agent that was investigating Murder Inc. And the FBI agent was played by Patrick Swayze. What? Yeah. Patrick Swayze, yeah, it was Patrick crazy. Swayze. It was like right after he died. It was like one of the last things that he did, and it oh, just shit. and they put it out because it was connected to this album. So it was it was crazy. It's like yeah, one of the last things you did was a Murder Inc. video. I just watched Roadhouse the other night too. Yeah, yeah. um, and even the song. So Murder Reigns for the album, they re they had to rename it. They made them re rename it to just Reigns. Yeah, because they were gonna be called the Ink. From here on out, mm -hmm. that's right. So, and that was probably due to the the, the, the court, the trial. Yeah, yeah. they didn't want to uh, be associated with that. This song is fire. This song is fire, man. Um, bro, I'm <laughs> all right. This is when we start dipping off again. Nah, okay. So I'm gonna skip last temptation. Last temptation, mm -hmm. you know, it's like a it, mess. It's it's a it's a mess, but it also. So I have I have a lot of family from Queens too, right? And, like, one thing that I do know is that, like, cookouts in Queens are, like, legendary. Mm -hmm. Like, that's, like, a thing. Like, and, like, you hear, like, you know the music? You hear, keep rising to the top. That, like, that song belongs to Queens. Yeah. You know that, right? Mm -hmm. Like, that song. I, Chris, Quincy, I know you. No, I didn't know that. Nah, that, like, that song is, like, a Queens staple. So, Kenny Burns, you keep rising to the top is, like, mm -hmm. a Queens staple. Like, that's, like, I don't I don't know, like, who, I don't, I guess the Supreme Team made that, like, staple. Like, yes. Yeah. No, yeah. Oh, I, 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 that was before my time, but I just watched like documentaries. And, yeah, like Kenny Burns. Yeah, Kenny. it was like, um, uh, is it Queens Day or it, it was one of those parks that they used to have like like a big barbecue, and that was a song that used I used to get the party going. Yeah, so like, Kenny yeah. Burns still alive? I think so. I think so. That's why when Fifty did Summer Jam, he did the free. He, he started with yeah. the freestyle over and that. Nas, mm -hmm. And Nas came up to him like, "Yo," and he was like, "Oh, yeah." He was hyped. Yeah, yeah. That's that's why. But um, you know, I like summer cookouts in Queens are like a big thing. So like, Irv and Ja doing this, and then him saying like, "We about to get DJ Irv." Like, I was like, "Oh, they going for those kind of vibes or whatever." Like that, I I, I know that much right about Queens mm -hmm. when I was a kid. But murder me. I want to know what the fuck was this album's budget because they just <laughs> wasted samples. Bro. Yeah, I like Murder Me though. I, I, think, I, do I think Murder, too, me, I just Murder wanna, me felt like a good Ja Rule. I just wanted yeah. to know why. Yeah. it's Irv like yo. I I want to remake like because I'm like yo. A lot of these a lot of these artists don't like rap and don't be clearing the sample or saying mm -hmm. that they want 100 percent of the song. So what, what the fuck is the point? <clears throat> and Cadillac top body this shit. Yeah, Caddy. Yeah, Man, yeah, yeah. I think yeah, but no, you're right. Like these samples on here. Yeah. Um, you want to name? Can you name the sample? Uh, anniversary. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Just the just the anniversary sample. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, man. I don't even know what's making them be like, yo, yeah, no, we need this because it feels it feels super intentional when you listen to it, and then that follows up 
the warning follows that Terrible. album, which is pretty boring. Trash. Honestly, the rest of this album is trash. Yeah, yeah bro. You kind of just dip off. Crooked Eyes versus Fire on uh, Connected. Mm-hmm. Um, I get it. The collab made sense. Yeah, it made sense. I get it. What they was doing, I understand. <laughs> like you know, like they were they were getting very close with uh with Suge and with and Suge was trying to make a united front against the music industry. And there's like a lot of conspiracy theories yeah, as to why like his uh yeah him and Jay Prince <clears throat> were trying to make a united front and, and everybody was a part of it. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, um Diddy was not involved or like he wouldn't show up. Um, I think Jay Z and Dame said like this is stupid. Um, they were like, there was like, obviously I think Master P wasn't interested. I forgot. There were like some people that was just like, yo, y'all are fucking nuts. Like we're not doing this. And I think a lot of Southern, um, label execs, like, like Birdman, Master P was like, this ain't going to work. It's, be- it's because Shug was there. Like, yeah, it, 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 anything with him didn't feel like, le- like a legit business move at the yeah. time. <laughs> so, uh, and a lot of people say that the reason why like Shug Knight's misfortune started was because he, he went against the hands that was feeding them. Cause he thought yeah, that he Jimmy was, Alvin, yeah, you know? Jimmy Iovine, like, you know, cause he basically like thought that he could, you know, muscle his way through things like he already did. But like Jimmy Iovine was like, I got my golden goose. I got Dr. Dre. I don't need you no more. <laughs> hmm. And what? it's crazy. Now that you mention that, that they were, they were beefing with each other on the same label. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Iovine had to, probably had to choose like, yo, I'm going with M. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> M50. And it wasn't, it wasn't hard to choose Yo, at that there's time. A, there's a there's a Shignate docu uh docuseries, a documentary. I forget where it is because there's like three of them. Where like he talks about his relationship with Jimmy Iovine. And I'll be honest with you, it's like kind of like mind blowing, like that he used to like spend weekends at Jimmy Iovine's house playing football and shit. Mm-hmm. Like they were close. Like they weren't like casual, like front like and then all of, out the blue, like he just stopped fucking with Sugar. But like Sugar was like having meetings with these guys and like knew how to talk to them. He wasn't like this big hood dude that didn't know how to talk. Like, he was in these rooms, too. Yeah. It just so happened that things, he just got caught up, like, too. After Tupac died, everything just started spiraling out of control for him. Yeah. Did anybody listen to Shook's, um podcast yet? All I see is clips, and I don't think I have the patience to see an AI shouldn't they talk. Is, is Wait, no, what? no, it's actually him. It's on, he's on no, the phone. no, no. Well, I know he's on the phone, but like whenever you see the images on social oh, media, it's a, it's a, it's an AI video of him and um Dave Mays. Yeah, it's dead. Yeah, and it's and I hate how the AI is dressed, so it pisses me off. It makes I me also, not want to I also don't know if it's because I'm whether or not it's because I'm not on Twitter anymore, but I don't really see AI stuff taking off like how it was before, like like videos and stuff. Like oh, you know how people was wilding with the images and all of that shit. Taylor Swift is about to single handedly and probably shit. in the the whole AI shit. What's she doing? Somebody 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 posted a video. I mean, a, a picture. picture of Taylor Swift getting fucked doggy style in the Kansas City in, Chiefs, in the Kansas City uh, stadium. Stadium. It's like an AI's her face and then like her ass out and shit. Yeah. And she says some shit? And she's no, sewing. No, she's oh, sewing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like basically now like a bunch of actors are like speaking out against AI. And it's funny because that's literally what we want to strike for. Yeah. So if we known this, all we needed was for Taylor Swift, for Taylor to, just, Swift yeah. to do something. Yeah. <laughs> Powerful white Like, woman. nah, it's really funny. Like when I went, when I went to go film the other day, <laughs> we was talking about that. And, and like this Italian chick, her name was Denise. She was like, if we had known that, we could have just fucking p- copy and pasted that bitch's face onto something. I was like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this thing that John made a song Easy called on Tay Tay. America. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, this is pretty bad. This yeah, that's a trash. Yeah, the that's, rest how you of this know, album... that's how you know he was on some Tupac shit. Like, yeah. he just renaming shit. Yeah, the rest of this album is not very good. That This Rockstar song and 
Destiny is cool. De- Destiny, Destiny is actually not a bad part outro. Of the, it, was part, what, it was a part of the Mesmerize video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the end. Yo, it's not a bad outro. I, I wrote for, for for Rockstar, I wrote Leo Cohen sat in that office and really said, yeah, this is a hit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't got, even think Leo Cohen passed this. He just was like, yo, do it, man. They got Lenny Kravitz. Did he sample Lenny Kravitz? They got him listed as a as a writer for, for, Rockstar? for Rockstar. Yeah. He probably, nah, he probably gave guitar riffs. Okay. Yeah, probably. Um, but shit, bro. Like, but yeah. I can get to my my stand. Okay, so my standouts for this album are Thug Lovin', Murder Me, Reigns, and the Destiny outro. Which I got. I got the same, and then the pledge. I like the pledge. The pledge and and Thug Lovin'. That's only those um, songs that I would need to listen to for this project again. All right. Um, Let's get to rating. Damn. Uh, I can go first. I'll go off rip. Uh, I give this album two and a half waffles. Outside of the two singles that I named, like this album sucks. This album is ass. Um, I think that Ja Rule, like I said at the beginning, like he made a soulless project and he was just like mailing it in. This album probably should have been a lot better for the status that he was at. For this to be his best selling album of all the albums that yeah, he's put out. His best selling like, album. You 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 would think that, but like it was just that he was just coming off of like, you know, the songs with J Lo and stuff like that. It happens, but we know, like, um, you know, Blood in My Eye is is a good album. Three Three Six is my favorite job album. But all right, I, I'm gonna. It's. For, I just want to preface this by saying, I never listened to this album in its entirety until preparation for this podcast. So while I'm listening to it, by the time I got to song number six, I'm like, yo, this shit is fire! Like, <laughs> I'm like, yo, it's I've never off. heard this. <laughs> <laughs> it starts off heavy. It starts off heavy, and then after that, it just like it falls off a cliff. So <laughs> it's thirteen songs mm-hmm. um, with a, a one intro and then a short two minute outro. That was cool. And Dre did Destiny, by the way. That's mm-hmm. interesting. Um, so I feel like I feel like I'm gonna go with two and a half. Like it's good. like right down the middle. All right, good. Two and a half albums. Yeah, we two and a half across the board. Um. That's that's what I got for this too, but I kind of feel like I can lower it, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> to, to um, <laughs> but I can, but I can, but I'll, I'll rock out and just give this a two and a half. I think, I think for for Ja, like knowing the albums that he had before this, like it, this was a dip off. And Torian brought up a good point earlier where he doesn't just have a solid piece of work that's like good all the way through. Like he doesn't have, I don't know, what should what should essential Ja Rule album. Like, what's the album that you would take as well? Yeah. I would give it Rule 336. Yeah. Pain is Love. Pain is Love. Pain so is it's love. it's always yeah. between those two. Yeah. Because Pain is Love and Rule 336 is like, he was finding his groove with like this melodic shit and mm-hmm. trying to balance both. Mm-hmm. And Pain is Love, he leaned all the way in. But, um, yeah, man, I, I, I don't think this is, this gives me the best part of Ja in any way. You know, this is like this is not a this is not a necessary album. It's not necessary. I could go lower, but I'm gonna just rock and give it a two and a half. Yeah, okay. right. Yeah. Mm. But of course, we're curious to see what you guys think. So just let us know in the comments if you listen to this album. Um, what do you think of it? Let us know. I'm first class Reg. I'm Tori and B. And we're out of here. Catch you guys next time. Dun dun. <laughs>